Hello, friend. I'm Michael McCurry. You are listening to the Bible Tract Echoes radio broadcast. Greatly appreciate your attention. We are going to continue a preaching time, a message from Dr. Paul Levine from all the way back in 1979. You see, our founder, Dr. Paul, as he was known affectionately, he started preaching in his tender years back in the 1920s, 1930s or thereabouts. He was known as the boy evangelist, and he stayed faithful so long and stayed in the saddle as a preacher, as an evangelist for over 60 years, and he was known then as the dean of evangelists when he went home to be with the Lord in 1996. I tell you that because before we jump into the continuation of this message titled, Peter in the Sifter, Peter in the Sifter from 1979, I have something special to tell you about. Those of you that are watching the video version of this broadcast, well, you get a special treat today because I get to show you instead of just tell you, but be advised, I will try to give as much detail as I can to our radio listeners. Realize, if you would like to join in on the video version of this broadcast, you can do so on YouTube or Facebook. Just search for Bible Tracks Incorporated, Bible Tracks Inc., and you'll find this daily broadcast, Bible Tract Echoes, on your favorite video player. You can also find the archived versions on Spotify, TuneIn, Stitcher, Google, and Apple Podcasts, anywhere you listen to podcasts on demand. But I digress. You see, friend, I have something special to tell you about. I'm holding in my hand right now a Bible that belonged to Dr. Paul Levine. You can tell that it's a worn Bible. You can tell that it's a well-used Bible. And it's my privilege today to share just a thought. I think maybe we might make a series out of bringing to life some quotes from inside this old black book from many years ago. Today I was thumbing through it and this quote caught my eye. It says this, An excellent rule in studying the Bible. I don't know if this is original to Dr. Paul or not, but it says this, an excellent rule in studying the Bible. Number one, admit. Two, submit. Three, commit. And four, transmit. But that's not all because next to number one, admit, it says, admit that it is God's word to you. We all need to admit that the Bible is God's words to us. Number two, submit to its teachings. And that's my prayer for you today as we dive into the preaching time that you will submit to the truth of God's word brought to you by Dr. Paul. Number three, commit it to memory. Could you, if I put you on the spot, if I put this microphone in front of your face and said, share with us a Bible verse that you've committed to memory. Oh, would you stumble? Would you stammer? Or would you have to rely on John 11.35, that two-word verse, Jesus wept. I hope that's not the case for you today. So number one, admit that it's God's word to you. Two, submit to its teaching. Three, commit it to memory. Number four, transmit it to others. And lastly, this, then its wonderful power and depth will soon be manifest. 
Thank you so much for tuning in today. I hope you'll stick around for the entirety of the broadcast. Maybe in future days, we'll bring to life some more quotes and some more notes from inside these well-worn pages of one of Dr. Paul Levine's old Bibles. We're jumping right back into a message from Dr. Paul. It's titled, Peter in the Sifter. We'll come back at the close of this broadcast for just a few closing remarks. Greatly appreciate your listenership today. Don't go anywhere. Here's Dr. Paul from all the way back in 1979. But you see how the devil did it now? I wonder what all those people thought when Moses disobeyed God and hit that rock. Don't you suppose that's very humiliating for Moses? But that's what the devil's out to do. He's out to destroy your testimony and mine. And uh, then here's uh, Samson. Now, Samson was the strong man. He was going to he was gonna be a, 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 was a judge in Israel. And somebody's going up to Samuel and said, Samuel, uh, uh, not Samuel rather, but Samson, you don't know it, but I'm going to tell you something about you. What are you going to tell me about me? The day's going to come when you're going to sink so low into sin that you're going to visit a harlot. And Samson said, you better not say that twice. I could knock your head clear around the world with one swat. You better not talk about me like that. Well, just I just want you to know that you are going to dishonor God and disgrace God. And you are actually going to visit a harlot. Would he have believed it? Nope. He wouldn't have believed it. Would Moses believe it? He says, you're going to blow your top? No. Would Elijah believe it? He says, if you said you're going to run from one woman? No. And you and I wouldn't believe it either. We wouldn't believe it either. If somebody were to tell us ahead of time of something we might do in a moment of weakness. Oh, how the devil would rejoice. He, he wants to get us all through the sifter, and he, and he wants us to be destroyed so far as our testimony is concerned. Supposing you've gone to David. Hey, David. I got some news for you. I'm a prophet. I'm going to prophesy something about you. What, what you. What's the prophecy? You are going to be in, in such a weak condition morally that when you see a woman taking a bath naked, you won't have the power to keep from taking the second look. And that first look won't get you, but that second one's going to get you. It's that second look. Uh, David said, now wait a minute. You're saying that I, the man after God's own heart, I, the king of Israel, I, the leader of armies, that I am going to commit adultery with another man's wife, that I'm going to see a woman naked taking a bath, and I won't have the moral strength to take my eyes off of her. That's right. Would he believe that? No. You suppose we'd believe it if somebody told us that? But how many men do you know that have been in the ministry have, have gone down the drain on this very thing? I told you about that yesterday. Boy, how we have to be careful. We have to be careful, men. We're men. We've got to be careful. The devil will attack you at what you say is your strong point. David's strong point was he was a man after God's own heart. And Samson's strong point was that he was strong physically. And he judged. And Moses was strong because he was meek. And Elijah was strong because he was courageous. And the devil got every one of them on their strong point. And so well, we had to be careful. You know, one time I was holding meetings in a certain church in Chicago area, a pretty good-sized church at that time. Well, about 1,200, 1,400 members. 
and they had an associate pastor there and a youth director. So uh, my singer and I were driving downtown to the Loop every day from Cicero out to the Loop, or into the Loop, rather, of Chicago every day for a noon broadcast. So we were using his car. So Friday came, and he came to me, and he said, I'm going to be gone over the weekend. So since you have my car, Brother Paul, he said, now Saturday night, he said, I want you to take my babysitter home. I said, how old is your babysitter? Oh, about 18. At that time, I was in my early 20s. And I said, no, I'm not going to take your babysitter home. And I can't understand this fellow. You'd think he'd have more sense. He looked at me and said, you kidding me? I said, no, I'm not kidding you. I wouldn't take your babysitter home for any amount of money. I said, why not? Well, I said, now, he said, you could take Bob with you. Yeah, I said, he'd be in great shape alone. He's, he's stone blind. He was a blind man, you know. He traveled with me for 42 years. He said, you could have him with you. So uh, I said, um, no, I'm not going to take her home. I said, supposing I take her home, maybe Bob's with me, maybe Bob isn't. But supposing I take her home and it's 11 o'clock at night. And suppose she's sitting in the back seat. I won't even let her sit in the front seat with me. And I'm driving her home and we get in a wreck. Some drunken driver comes along and plows into us. Next day in the newspapers. Evangelist Paul Levine, holding meetings at Cicero Bible Church, and Susie Jones, age 18, in a wreck last night, 11 o'clock. See? See what that would have done? In the world, your babysitter's going to get home because I got your car, but I said, I'm not taking her home. You can't be too careful, whether you're in Christian work or what kind of work you're in. Because it's the devil's business to see if he can't destroy your testimony. I know of a man who went to a foreign mission field as a missionary, but had to come home in disgrace because he got mixed up with a woman over there. You say, a missionary? Yeah. If a missionary would fall like that, no telling what you and I might do under, under certain circumstances if we're weak. And that's what the devil's out to do. Boy, you know, it's, it just sort of scares me when I think about it, how the devil is out to destroy life. Hey, friend, thank you so much for listening today. You know, the thought and the theme that I want to convey to you is this. He is out to destroy you. Who am I talking about? Well, I'm not talking about God. I'm not talking about Dr. Paul Levine. I'm not talking about me. I don't want to destroy you. No, friend. There is one that wants to destroy you, and he'll stop at nothing. It's Satan, of course. The devil. Oh, he's the prince and the power of the air for now. But there will come a day of judgment. There will come a day of reckoning. Until, though, until that day, friend, we need to be on our guard. He's out to destroy you. I, I think of those verses that Dr. Paul read on the Monday broadcast, Luke chapter number 22 and verse number 31. And the Lord said, Simon, Simon, he was speaking to Peter, Behold, Satan hath desired to have you, that he may sift you as wheat. But I have prayed for thee that thy faith fail not. And when thou art converted, strengthen thy brethren. You know, Peter didn't understand in that moment 
all that the devil wanted to do with him, all of the destruction that was going to be unleashed in his direction. Thankfully, he yes, he failed. Yes, he denied Christ three times. Yes, just like you and just like me, he stumbled. But I'm so thankful for the end of Peter's life and how he served God mightily and strongly. And I wonder if he looked back on that time when the Lord said, Simon, Simon. If he thought back, I'm sure with shame, but also with resolve that I'm not going to let that happen again. He, the devil, he's out to destroy you. But I'm so glad for that part of the verse. The Lord said, I have prayed for thee. Friend, thank you so much for listening. I hope you'll join us and conclude tomorrow right here on the Bible Tract Echoes radio broadcast. Have a great day for his glory. God bless. Thank you for joining us today for Bible Tract Echoes, a ministry of Bible Tracts Incorporated. If you would like to receive a free sample booklet of all of our tracks, you can contact us by calling 309-828-6888. That's 309-828-6888. Our mailing address is P.O. Box 130, Dwight, Illinois, 604 a faster way to contact us is to go to our website at BibleTracksInc.org. That's BibleTracksInc.org. There you will find more information about our ministry and details on how you can support Bible Tracks Incorporated. Thanks for listening, and may the Lord richly bless you as you serve Him.